eyes peeled, everyone. Welcome to Full 10 Yards Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast and exciting times for us. It is the first live stream fantasy podcast as well for the Full 10 Yards guys. So as you can see, it's it, it, it my job for me. You can see us in the show. I don't need to live interview. For those listening back, we have got myself, David. We have got Rob, Dave and Adil. Rob, how are you doing? Yeah, really good, mate. Uh, good to be live and showing my ugly uh, ugly face and to see your, everyone can see your Tash, your Movember going on. I've been on about it for the last couple of weeks on the show. It's great to see it live. <laughs> yeah, it has, uh, it has reduced down slightly now, so I'm going let to the, let, the, <laughs> let the beard catch up a little bit now and hopefully uh, readjust the balance slightly. Dave, how are you doing? I'm thinking I should have had a shave as well myself uh, before coming on here. The bum fluff, uh, extreme, extraordinaire here. But no, I'm all good. Uh, weird weekend. I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's not over yet. Like usually, <laughs> yeah. obviously, we're we're recording on the Monday where we we've still got the Monday night football game to go. But of course, we had the Monday night football game last night between the Seahawks and the Eagles. And this week is still not over. But we will get more into that later. But first, I will welcome Adult to the show as well. Adult, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Good, yeah, good to have you back once again. So, yeah, week 12, it's not over. We have still got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens to play. It is currently scheduled for Wednesday at 8.40pm uh, British time, so nice for us to have some midweek midweek football. And do we think we have a game this week, Rob, between the, the Steelers and the Ravens? It's been pushed back ever since Thanksgiving last week, but um, do, do we finally get it played tomorrow? Uh, well, I think we'll, we'll find out, won't we? Uh, it's, I saw a funny meme earlier that we said, uh, is Lamar Jackson healthy yet? Uh, maybe we won't play it yet then. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I think we will get it. Um, what we will get is another question. Uh, obviously, Baltimore, are they've lost a lot of players, so there's no telling who's actually going to turn up and for fantasy wise i haven't even looked so don't ask me who am i starting for tomorrow i mean that's, that's part of last week anyway isn't it so um but yeah good luck if you're if you're relying on some of them players yeah i was going to say hopefully you've taken all of those players out because it's it's not going to be good to watch and if you're relying on lamar jackson to to come in and put a fantasy winning week then um i don't think it's going to end too well for you but i did see something funny earlier because tomorrow is the first time since 2012 that Americans have got the McRib, uh, the McDonald's have got the McRib on the menu, and obviously the NFL and the McDonald's have parted ways. And this is the first NFL game on a Wednesday since 2012. So there's now a conspiracy theory that the NFL is purposefully scheduled a Wednesday game for the first time since the partnership has ceased 
to uh, purposefully ruin McDonald's relaunch of the of the McRib <laughs> to the menu. But that's <laughs> that's that's quite the conspiracy theory and quite the quite the forward planning from the NFL. You I don't think that'll be the case. <laughs> yes, I uh, I'm not too convinced. So week 12, we have had a lot of action already. Like I say, all but one game and it is not without injuries. So we will head into them first. So a few, a few notable ones from the fantasy perspective. DJ Moore left the game late on in the fourth quarter with an ankle injury. It was a, a ball thrown behind him in the in the end zone, and he, he didn't quite get it. It would have um, would have helped the, the scoreline even more. But DJ Moore, it was thought to be a bit more serious than it looks to be. Carolina are obviously on a bye this week, headed into to week thirteen, and. Carolina are optimistic that he will be ready to go in week 14. Philip Lindsay, however, is set to miss some time. So the starting quarterback for Denver over the weekend, Philip Lindsay, he uh, he took a few wildcat wildcat snaps to start the game, but Philip Lindsay is set to miss about one to three weeks with a knee injury. It's not exactly clear what it is, but it could be a an MCL sprain or a, a bruised bone there for Phil, Philip Lindsay, which surely means an uptake for work for, for Melvin Gordon because Denver are going to have to do something different to what they did in the weekend just gone against the Saints. Obviously, understandable circumstances. Daniel Jones tweaked his hamstring. He left the game for, for Colt McCoy. Uh, a few snaps later, he looked to, well, he did return to the game. He, he looked to be okay. But, um, of course, he could not continue that game and Colt McCoy finished for the Giants. But the Giants as well are optimistic that Daniel Jones could return to the starting lineup in week 13. And then at the running back position as well, Dalvin Cook and Josh Jacobs. Well, it seems to be a common common theme this week, but they both suffered ankle injuries in their games as well. Dalvin Cook, when he went down, it's it's as if the world ended. He was he was thumping the floor. He was he was in considerable pain when he went down, and obviously he was he was helped off the field by the trainers as well. But he did actually return to that one. So fantasy owners will be optimistic that he does play in week thirteen. I can't see a reason why he wouldn't. And Josh Jacobs, his status is unclear, headed into week 13 after also injuring his ankle. His stat line wasn't quite as impressive as Dalvin Cook's, only having the ball seven times in total for that one for 27 yards. So top, top worries there. It's got, it's got to be Josh Jacobs, surely, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the worry in general for the Raiders' offence as a whole. Yeah. But um, something wasn't right with the Raiders on Sunday. Um Jacobs, yeah, it it could be a big issue for them going forward, especially with them trying to make the playoffs in, in real life. But fantasy wise, this is crunch time for your playoff. If, yeah, if you're on the playoff bubble, you need your RB one, which is what Jacobs would have been drafted as um, for your team. You need him going because otherwise, you could be in deep trouble. Yeah, you definitely do. We've we've seen him get over thirty carries at some points this season. So for him to to get seven, and he's he's not the most prolific pass catcher anyway in that Raiders offense. So yeah, it's it's really worrying times for for fantasy fantasy owners and players. But yeah, we we all called the Raiders to win that one, and we have got egg on our faces on the Friday podcast. <laughs> I, I don't think we could have. Could have seen that one, and the, the team yeah. that beat the Chiefs a few weeks ago uh, fell forty-three-six to to the Raiders. Uh, sorry, to the Falcons. It was um, quite an embarrassment. But uh, Adil, any other top fantasy concerns there? Uh, I'd say Philip Lindsay, but he's he's not exactly been prolific in the fantasy world. DJ Moore's probably your, your next one up that you're most worried about. Yeah, he's a, a player which has um, performed reasonably well in the last few. Uh, weeks but it's just 
unfortunately, he's actually uh, managed to um, get himself dinged up. Yeah, and the, there is the buy this week, which of course will help his status headed into to week fourteen. And I just still can't get my head around the fact that we've had a full slate of, of week twelve games, but then we're going back into the, the buy situation in week thirteen. It's it's totally bizarre from a fantasy perspective to be managing buys at this stage of the season when the the fantasy playoffs um some leagues start this weekend. It's 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 really difficult for for managers to to manage and. I'm, I'm not liking it at all, but hopefully we can return back to some kind of normality next year. So they are your key week 12 fantasy injuries, and we will now head into our MVPs for the weekend. So, Rob, would you like to take it away first? Who was your fantasy MVP for week 12? He did that on purpose, just so I was having a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, 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 it's been the anti-clockwise rotation. Yeah, all right, all right. Um, my fantasy MVP this week, and obviously there's some some glaring obvious ones, but I'm going to sort of go down the route of fairly obvious, and that's uh, running back for the Washington football team. Glad I got that right live on air. Uh, Antonio Gibson, of course, 115 yards rushing, three touchdowns. You know, this kid has just been superb this year. Uh, a shining light in that measly division. Um, I'm not even going to say team, it's just division. Um, yeah, he's been fantastic to watch uh, week in, week out, getting it done for fantasy owners as well. And and this week, again, yeah, like I said, h- h- over 100 yards again, multiple touchdowns again. Uh, you know, this, this kid was picked up at the mid, sort of late rounds. Um, he was available on waivers after the draft. If you picked him up, rejoice. You've done well. You've done well. You're probably doing well in your leagues. So, yeah, uh, Antonio Gibson, um, fantastic performance on um, uh, against the Cowboys. So, yeah, well done. Yeah, and it's Gibson and Robinson have probably been mm. the, the best two running backs out of this draft class. And obviously it was tipped to be a very good draft class with the likes of Akers going in the top round, Swift, all, all those kind of players going to those teams towards the top. And they've, they've not come into fruition, Clyde Edwards-Alaire being another one. And it's it's Gibson and Robinson, uh, Robinson obviously yeah. undrafted. The guys yeah. have come in and um, stolen the show, particularly from the fantasy perspective. And Gibson yeah. th- this week as well. And... Yeah, you, you pair Gibson with McKissick, who's that fantastic PPR option as well. And you, you've got a nice, potent little backfield there in Washington. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, they're short of a, of a quarterback, aren't they? Let's be honest. I mean, Alex Smith, for all he's been through, you know, it's so good to see him on the field. But, you know, with <laughs> let's let's call a spade a spade. That division, there's not one starting quarterback now, I think. And now now Danny Dimes is down. Carson Wentz is... If, if Jalen Hurts gets some more time going forward... Um, you know, and Alex Smith is saying, so Alex Smith is what the third string this year for Washington. Yeah. Um, get a quarterback in there who has got a bit of zip about him. Terry McLaurin is a fantastic weapon. I mean, if, if you watch any of the game against the Cowboys, he was, he looked good. I mean, he was hyper targeted. Well, say seven receptions he got. I don't know what targets he got, but you know, that team has got a good fundamental offense and they can build with these guys now. Um, you know, JD McKissick has come from having sort of bit part roles all over the league to finally finding a home where he's, like you said, been productive, especially in PPR circles. But Gibson, this is the guy that you now build the team around. You know, and yeah. it's the same with James Robinson in, in Jacksonville. And you get that from time to time. We had it with Alvin Kamara, we had it with Kareem Hunt. You know, these were t- players that you wasn't expecting. From a fantasy perspective, you weren't expecting to blow up as quickly as they as they did. 
they have and it's going to happen next year it's going to happen the year after but for now you just got to rejoice hopefully you listen to mike the fancy hitman right because he was telling you to go grab uh antonio gibson in the in the preseason hopefully you did because now you're he's he's you know you're you're being rewarded for that and uh, i should imagine there's going to be a lot of playoff teams with antonio gibson on their roster doesn't it feel like such a long time since Darius Geis was on that team? <laughs> yeah. Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just that that off season that that organization had, and there was there's so many things that that went wrong, and finally something went right for them in, in getting the name changed, and that's kind of symbolic, really. Like it, it was a turning point. You've you've got Alex Smith back. You've you've got the growth there. You you've got these two young running backs to in the backfield, and they could easily make the playoffs. <laughs> But um, that's uh... <laughs> yeah, that's a scary thing about that division, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. An additional exactly. thing is that the their defense is incredibly good. Their yeah, defensive line very is just so strong. I've been saying for months and I've been slated in, in fantasy groups and people watching now will, t- will, will say, oh, yeah, I know. Because I, I said their front seven is incredible. I, I would, If you take your mind back to the draft, before the draft, and I was saying, I think on the college show, that I don't think Washington were going to get uh, Chase Young because they didn't need him because they had like some Montez Sweat and Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Um, you know, they, they've got a quality seven, but they got Chase Young as well to add to that group. And they are going to be phenomenal in a couple of years' time. So it is, it's, a, it's a team to be excited by. Genuinely, they're four and seven in the worst division in, 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 in the NFL. It's hard to get excited about Washington, but... There is snippets, and Antonio Gibson circling back to him is 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 one of the reasons for that. And we look at Riverbrook, Ron, like the the job that he's done in Carolina over the years is is, is a really good job there. And obviously, he's gone to Washington now, and his focus will have not been one hundred percent on this football team for the first half of the season. Like the, what this guy has gone through to to be as present as he has been at, at games and so far this season is is miraculous. And hopefully now. Obviously, he, he's, he's run that belly. He's got the all clear. And hopefully now he can solely concentrate on this football team and, and get them into a, into a better place there. But uh, yeah, Antonio Gibson, bow to him. Fantastic performance in week 12. Dave, we head over to you. Who was your fantasy MVP for the weekend? I was hyping this guy up, or the team in general, on the Friday show. And it's Jarvis Landry for the Browns. Because I wanted them to go to Jacksonville and just smack them around and just bully them. And just put up a big score. It didn't quite work out that way. Mike Gledden nearly pulled Jacksonville into overtime. <laughs> um, but Jarvis Landry had himself a great day. Eight catches, 143 yards, and his first touchdown of the year. His first one. So in that first, uh, sorry, the 143 yards he got was only the second time this year that he went above 65 yards in a game. So if you've held on to Jarvis Landry all this time, or maybe you listened to the Friday show and thought, yeah, Jarvis Landry, pick him up on waivers. Fair play to you because. He hasn't done it this year. The Browns haven't done it on offense this year. But finally, they get some good weather, some nice warm weather, and Jarvis just tore it up. It was brilliant to watch. Yeah, and we we said as soon as OBJ went out, oh, Jarvis Landry is going to be this this target hog, and he's going to get all these receptions. But it's the weather that they've had to play in over the last few weeks. He's not had that opportunity. The, the no. weather that they've, they've played in, and, and Baker's stats have, have been reflected in that as well. And, and Cleveland obviously wants to, to run the football first. But we, we've been talking about Donovan Peoples-Jones. We're talking about Rashad Higgins. Hodge has come into the scene lately. And yeah, Landry's just put his 
like, look, come on, guys. I am I am the, the wide receiver one in this offense, and he's he's come in and he's he's put up a, a good performance there, which is oh, I don't know if we're going to talk about in the, the the waiver section later. A lot of team, a lot of leagues, he will have been dropped. So yeah. it's it's perhaps not somebody that is going to get discussed in waiver articles and waiver segments of podcasts and stuff this week because he is almost expected that he's been rostered. I, I don't know what his his ownership percentage is off the top of my head, but it is well it's going to be well worth a look in your league just to see if, if, I am if on Jarvis it. Landry is there because. He, he is owned in 76.5% of ESPN. Oh, no, okay. That's the NFL league. It's 81.7, surprisingly. So maybe he's just a bench rider at the moment in your league. But yeah, playoffs around the corner and the Browns schedule at Titans, host the Ravens, at Giants, at Jets. You know, the Ravens game tricky. But if you go into your, fan, your championship game and you have Jarvis Landry going against the Jets... In week sixteen, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, that will be a good one to see. And Adil, just before we get to you, we have got Ross Sterling. He has commented to say that the fantasy MVP for the week is Tyreek Hill. I am, uh, I'm trying to display it, Ross. I'm trying to display it. There we go. There we go. As if, as if by magic, uh, fantasy MVP for the week is Tyreek Hill. And what I was going to say, what a game he had, but what a first quarter! Like 200 yeah. receiving yards in that first quarter. And when him and Mahomes click, it is a joy to watch. Oh, and yeah. you you get these comments afterwards from him. Am I a wide receiver one? Yeah. Am I a wide receiver one? And yeah, he's he's not as tall as your your standard wide receiver one. Your typical X receiver who's going going to go up and catch the football. But some of the catches that he makes, and obviously his his ability to to run after the catch is absolutely incredible. And the the stat lines that he is putting up, Tyreek Hill, absolutely phenomenal. And I believe it was the seventh highest uh, skill position PPR score of all time in fantasy from, from Tyreek Hill and that one. Highest wide receiver score since 2000. PPR. Yeah. Crazy. So it's it's been a long time. And, 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 and if, since we... If you um, tweet at AJ Moore 21 he'll tell you a story that someone in his home league decided to start the aforementioned Broncos quarterback instead of Tyreek Hill this week. Well yes. done, Chris. <laughs> That's my MVP. <laughs> same, same in my home league. I I tweeted out about the same thing happened in my home league, and I, I'm currently on um, <laughs> 140 likes on it. The like about 25, 30 comments on it. It is yeah. That tweet. I, I woke, went to bed with like six or seven likes. Woke up was like, whoa, that went off. And um, I've actually been blocked by the guy in my home league on Twitter for. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who has done that? Um, I'm not a very popular person at all. But uh, yeah, a couple of examples there where Kendall so, Hinton was in for, for Tyreek Hill. So, so in the um, dynasty league that myself and Rob are in, I have Tyreek, but I'm going to lose. And I'm, I put up what happens? pretty big number as well. Mm. But it's just the other guy put up even more. Well, I'll tell you one thing. One person uh, in the full 10 yards isn't losing this week because he played me and he had Tyreek Hill and that is our fearless leader, Tim. So there you go, Tim. You wanted the mention for that. Well done. You absolutely nailed it this week. Over 200 points in our redraft league. So 
Well played. <laughs> well done indeed. You've you look, you've you've got you've got to let Tim win, haven't you, Rob? That's that's the uh like, Rose. That, Rose that's the win. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And continuing the circle around, Adil, who was your fantasy MVP for week twelve? So my fantasy MVP was Derek Henry. Now there are people who are actually considering him for MVP over the rule overall league and games like that give credence to it now unfortunately for me as a Colts fan Rob as a Colts fan he completely stomped all over our no good semi-injured Dave and so I had a look at a, a stat from the game with DeForest Buckner who was out for the game uh the rushing per uh, rushing yards per uh, rush was normally three yards. Without him, five. Oof. And he rushed for five point eight yards per rush. Twenty rushes, one hundred and fifteen yards, and three touchdowns. It's pretty brutal. I got so mad watching that. So mad. I was sitting on my couch. My mum and dad were around and I was watching Red Zone. And for the third time, Derek Henry went straight through the middle and I just got up and shouted at the TV. And I'm like, very sorry. But no, not having it. It's obvious what they were going to do. It was so obvious. And we just couldn't stop it. That's DeForest Buckner has been a godsend for us this year. Without him, we really struggled. And then when they didn't go to him, Tanya Hill oh. That was a beautiful touchdown. That was like the whole. You could see the whole cons defensive. Sorry, yeah, obviously not for you two, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I could have scored that touchdown from a from a rushing perspective. Like it was literally walk in because, and that's that's the effect that, that Derek Henry has on you, and that's why the that Tannehill can use the, the play action so effectively is because you are so scared of what Derrick Henry can do from that running back position yeah. and you concentrate your whole defence on stopping him and that, that opens up the read option, the, the play action for, for Tannehill to, to do what he wants basically and Tannehill, it wasn't a prolific day for him through the air. Um, it does lead me nicely into to my fantasy MVP for the week, which is AJ Brown on the same team. And like I say, that it wasn't even a prolific day for for Ryan Tannehill through the air. He only threw the ball twenty two times and only completed thirteen of those. But that was still enough for AJ Brown to rack up twenty five point eight PPR fantasy points. Now, yeah, six of those did come on a kickoff return touchdown. He was on the, the hands team and he was able to, to take a kickoff return back to the house. But this this is a guy that doesn't get talked about as being a fantasy wide receiver one. And I think particularly in, in PPR leagues, it's because he is too reliant on the big play. And he's not had a single game this year where he's had double-digit targets, which if, if Ryan Tannehill's throwing the ball 22 times and the, the Titans are scoring 45 points, it's completely understandable as to why he's not ever getting double-digit targets. But he still puts up the numbers. Like The guy is wide receiver 10. Um, if uh, he's, missed a couple, uh, he's missed a few games earlier on in the season, but if you take the, the points per game averages, he's wide receiver 10 in PPR leagues 
on wide receiver five in standard leagues. This guy puts up a lot of fancy points and he will have those duff games for you. He will have those games where he doesn't get it done and he has a couple of points and he's, he's had a few drops of recent weeks. Um, the Packers game last a uh, couple of weeks ago, there was, there was a big, he dropped a big touchdown there and he, he does get slated for that. But then you look at the effort that he put in for that touchdown against the Ravens a couple of weeks ago where he, he dragged four or five players from the five yard line into the end zone all by himself. It's, it's, that kind of effort that is rewarding fantasy players and and AJ Brown is a very unsung hero when it, it comes to to the world of fantasy football and that's why I wanted to, to give him my MVP this week because yeah some leagues wouldn't have wouldn't have classed his his kickoff return touchdowns as a touchdown and he, he would have finished on um, just shy of, of 20 fantasy points but for those that did it was it was just shy of 26 finishing as the wide receiver seven on the week and in a very dominant Titans performance well it Sets up the division nicely for the run-in. But uh, yeah, AJ Brown, you are my fantasy MVP for week 12. Do apologise um, for all of the Titans love, Rob and Adil. But Dave, what, what, what have you got to say on that? I was just going to say, uh, I hyped myself up, Dave, that I said Jarvis Landry is my start, uh, you know, not start of the game, but a, a big uh, guy to look for in the Browns-Jags game. My sit of the game on the uh, week 12 preview for the Titans-Colts game was AJ Brown. <laughs> And, and I quote, a fortnight ago, he was held to a catch for 21 yards against the Colts. I'm not sure I'd like him to do much better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think That's a good job you, I got paid. Oh, yeah, dear. When you look at his stats since week five, he'd uh, only failed to break two po- uh, 10 points once. And that's when we had a full defence available to us. When looking at the injury reports and when you saw how banged up the key players for the Colts were, you can see how that came to yeah. fruition. Man, that's annoying. It, that was a must-win game for us, I think. Well, it was. Yeah, it was. Disappointing. Considering we, you know, we, we two weeks ago we were so much better. Oh, mm. that was annoying. That was an annoying loss. Don't mind losing when you're the when you're the, the worst team, and we were. But when it's against a divisional rival in a you know, in a must win game, and it's a That's momentum a killer, momentum killer. Yeah, but one win behind you're one and one in the the head to head. So it's... oh, we're fine. We fight. We face Houston twice, and they've just lost Will Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll come up to, to the rescue. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to laugh because I was what, listening to the, the f- fantasy footballers earlier, and um, Andy Holloway said, "Oh, without Will Fuller, that team is in trouble." This is obviously before the news broke, uh, and I went, <laughs> "Yeah, we face them twice in the next few weeks." <sighs> Yeah, Will Fuller. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about him because uh, he he does set up my my waiver pick nicely. Which yeah, I apologize. Really good, but, I've stepped in. But hey, let's let's roll anyway. So time for the honourable mentions. So Rob, take it away. Who is the guy that nearly got the MVP status but was picked at the post? Uh, yeah, that would be uh, DK Big Calfs, uh, <laughs> DK Metcalf from from the Seattle Seahawks. Unbelievable talent, isn't he? He's been phenomenal this year. Um, and again, on was it Sunday night, Monday night? I can't remember. I've lost all days of the week. Um, 177 yards receiving. Ouch! That's good. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoying watching him this year. He's, ev- he's everything that he's promised to be when he came into the league, looking like that absolute unit with no top on with Pete Carroll. 
you know, we thought this is this is going to be a bear in this offense. And absolutely, and I was speaking to a lad from work today uh, when we was working, saying how well that offense works because you've got Tyler Lockett, the speed guy on one side, you've got DK Metcalf, the absolute unit on the other side. It's hard to tell which one's going to have the better week, but quite often, I mean, not in this case because Tyler Lockett didn't have a great week this week, but quite often they have they both have good weeks because they're both usable. And this is why Russell Wilson's having such success now because they've got he's got two fantastic options, and DK Metcalf is just ticking all the boxes right now. And I don't know if you saw his his post match interview that he got um, quote pissed off. I know we can't be that anything out. Sorry if that's a swear word. <laughs> it's up to watch it. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, he's, he was, he was peed off because uh, I think Jim Schwartz from, from the Eagles said that he's good, but not quite Megatron. Uh, and, and I think that really struck a chord with DK, not because DK wants to be Megatron. DK wants to be his own guy. And he made that fairly certain. And I, I would want to argue with him. I mean, you know, you be your own guy. Um, but no, I mean, seriously, he's doing some great, great things. Um, and this week was was no exception. I mean, unfortunately, no touchdown. It doesn't matter, though. He's still getting you 27 um, PBR points. Yeah, and Darius Slay, if if anyone has found him in DK Metcalf's pocket, then then please. Darius uh, Slay. He's <laughs> like this top cornerback in the league, and, and DK Metcalf, it's like he, he put the game onto easy mode last night and was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And a good friend of the show, Chris Robin, tweeted out earlier, Darius Slay kicked up that stink in Detroit saying, nah, I don't want to be there. The team's going nowhere, et cetera, et cetera. F- wound up in Philadelphia. And what team would you rather be on right now? The, a Detroit team who've just got rid of, of Patricia Quinn, yeah. or would you rather be on Eagles uh, with them in the, the state that they were last night? It's in the playoff hunt still. <laughs> <laughs> in the playoff, yeah. yeah quite like Darius Slay yeah. could well be playing playoff football. In, Slay uh, was quite Detroit. vocal about the Patricia stuff. Did you see that as well on Twitter? Uh, no, I missed that. It, it, he put something something like, oh, I thought I was the problem in Detroit. Uh, <laughs> so a backhanded comment. But apparently there's been loads of players, like former Detroit players and current Detroit players who have been uh, quite vocal, we should say, on the social media. Uh, and um, you, yeah, you, you don't very often get that because there is that certain level no. of respect for the coaching staff. And even if you don't agree with the coaching staff, you don't get on. You, you do keep it all behind closed doors and you don't go public with it. So for, for <laughs> as many players that have come out to to have said about Patricia, yeah. then um, it doesn't look good. I think it speaks volumes about, about Matt Patricia. Um, terrible coach and I think it's shining, shining through and obviously all the players and former players and, and current players think the same so I don't know I don't know the guy I'm not going to judge him but certainly by what we've heard in the, the last couple of days on the social medias would indicate that yeah not 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 particularly the best coach uh, no I wouldn't agree well sorry I would agree with that Dave who have you got as your honourable mention for the week so this one's a, a bit left field he was never in contention to be my MVP but this is almost like a season-long honourable mention. It's to Young Wei Koo. I mean, the guy's just been just battering the ball all season long, and this time, 21 points. I mean, it's not beyond the rounds that you started, Tyree Kill, Antonio Gibson, and Young Wei Koo in your fantasy teams. And if you have, that's 100 points for free. Just so good. He averages over 10 points a game, this guy. He's by far and away the best kicker fantasy-wise in the league. And I'm loving it. I mean, even as a Saints fan, it's I'm resent cheering on a Falcons player 
at any time of the year, especially with um, the rematch in the Georgia Dome coming this weekend. But props to the guy, 21 points for a kicker. And it's not even like it was a, a Brandon McManus-style t- you know, high-scoring game for Denver where he's the only guy that scored. Atlanta put a 43 points. And yeah. young Wayne scores 21 fantasy points. Fantastic. Yeah, I've, I've, I've loved him all season. I've been really high on the the coup train. And he's, he's missed a game through injury. He did pick up a, yeah. a knock. Um, he, did, he was wearing a, a knee brace at some point in that game because he, he did get injured. But no, he... he battles on and a fantastic fantasy performance from them and he, he outscored so many high profile running backs and, and wide receivers this week obviously we'll, we'll cover the busts a little bit later but when you're outscoring the likes of Alvin Kamara and Kareem Hunt put together yeah. that's um that's that's quite the, the fantasy performance he's, he's a yeah. playoff saver for you at the moment because of all these RB1s that aren't performing, and we had some weird quarterback scores this weekend. If you've had Young Wei in your team, then that all but that could save your season in a way. Providing yeah, you have kickers in your league. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, and a, a shout out to our friends, kickers always better. Kickers better. Um, on the NFL fantasy website, he's only rostered on 83.9% of um teams, which seems staggering to me. But does that count the leagues where uh, yeah, okay. is the seventeen percent leagues that don't have a kicker, okay, or does yeah. it work that out? No, I think it works it out, and it's it's also eight. He's only eighty three percent owned on ESPN leagues as well, which is bizarre. Yeah, waiver wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll make an exception to the rule <laughs> for Jarvis Landry and Youngway Koo, even though they're over the fifty percent threshold that we tend to work to. They are both on the uh, the waiver wire <laughs> plugs this week, which we'll get to a little bit later on. So, Adil, who was your honourable mention for week 12? My honourable mention was Alan Robinson. So, the Chicago Bears is a dumpster fire at the moment. They've gone from 5-1 five to, one, five, five one to 5-6. and six. Now, in this latest week, in half-point PPR, he got 23 points, which... Was he the only time that he's done that in the season is the third week three? So, um, the return of Mitch Trubisky has been perfect for him. Um, and to be honest, there aren't many other players on that offense that can actually do much. David Montgomery did something for once, <laughs> but outside of that, the wide receivers he's going to be a peppered target constantly. So he he deserves to be mentioned. Yeah, imagine how good Alan Robinson could have been in his career if he'd had a quarterback. And not just a good quarterback, but but a quarterback. And we he, he finally gets shot of Blake Bortles and he, he goes straight to, to Mitch Trubisky. Like the poor, poor guy. Like the with talent the that he has got. Yeah, <laughs> with with Nick Foles coming in and back to Mitch Trubisky. I please someone save Alan Robinson and get him a decent quarterback because what he could do with a decent quarterback would it's not worth thinking about. Um, and this is this is a guy who's he's had a, a torn ACL. He, he's come off big big injury and he's still he's still balling out there. And there's the, he's had his tiffs with Chicago throughout the season and he, he had that week where he removed all the mention from his social media and and all that kind of stuff as well so 
he could get franchise tagged at the end of the season. We, we just don't know what the future holds for Fraulein Robinson. But for a, for a fantasy sake, please free him. Let's let's let him go to a decent team. And he, he he goes into that like top three round conversation if he gets a half decent quarterback. Like that's how good the guy is, in my opinion. I know he's he's unproven with from a fantasy perspective with that kind of color of a quarterback, but yeah, absolutely love the guy. Absolutely love the guy. And he's got a nice um he's got a nice few games coming up as well. I know he's got uh Jer Alexander in in week sixteen, which which isn't great for fantasy, but um yeah, he's got a he's got a nice few weeks coming up. Or is it week seventeen? Like, week seventeen, yeah. Ah, okay. If he plays like that with a quarterback who's not that great, by logic he should be a lot better with a with a better quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I definitely think so. So free Alan Robinson. Let's start the petition. Let's get him out of Chicago. Okay. Get, get a decent quarterback into Chicago. Like you say, they are very quickly climbing up that draft board in April. And um, obviously, they're not going to get a top top one pick because that will be the, the New York Jets. But um, they, they could do something. We, we, we just don't know at this moment in time. So we head on to mine. And this is a guy who played his first football since week four this week. And that is Austin Eckler. And even though it wasn't the, the most productive day on the ground for him, he only had 14 carries for 44 yards. Some of that was because he had just the stupidest goal line carries that I've ever seen. That that play towards the end of the game where the Chargers are trying to get back two scores, they're trying to get it, and they run with the clock ticking. It was probably the dumbest play call I've ever seen until the next play call where they tried a quarterback sneak with Herbert and the whole offensive line was in pass protection. Yikes. Just two horrendous play calls there in uh, for Los Angeles. And at one point, I thought that the Bills were going to do a Chargers, so the Bills went up early in this one, and the Chargers brought this one a lot of the way back and I thought that the Bills were going to do a charges but the Bills did run out eventual 27-17 winners and Austin Eckler in this game had 16 targets. Now there was the conversation at the start of the season Woods well certainly um Tyra Taylor he, he he's never used his his running backs in the same way that, that Philip Rivers did so Austin Eckler's um Shares were, were were hampered because he wasn't getting those targets. But but Herbert's come in now and he's thrown the ball sixteen times to him. Eleven receptions, eighty-five yards. He hasn't had a touchdown this week. He's he's only had the one touchdown on the season, but still a twenty-three point nine PPR fantasy point day for Austin Eckler, running back eight on the week. And this was his first game back. A lot of people were saying that oh, he's, he's not going to get all the touches. He's he's going to be injured, and he only got fourteen out of the twenty-four carries, but. When Melvin Gordon was there, he was never the guy that was getting 20, 25 carries a game. He was always that that secondary piece, but he relies on that higher yards per carry, those those receptions, those bigger plays. So Austin Eckler, I think as soon as he settles back into this offense, he's going to look fantastic. And I, I didn't see anything that, that concerned me from a from an injury perspective. The only thing that did concern me was his was his goal line usage, but that's um that's on the play call and that's not on Austin Eckler. It's a little bit of a mixed bag for him heading into the last few weeks of the season. He's got New England next week, then it's Atlanta, Las Vegas, and Denver. Uh, Atlanta, they do tend to concede more points to the fantasy running back through the air than on the ground, which isn't too bad a thing for, for Austin Eckler. So it, it could be a lot worse for him. But I, I'm really excited to, to see him in this offense throughout the rest of the season and moving forwards. 
that particular those those final couple of play calls for the charges and the, the charges have got to be considering moving on from from Anthony Lynn now. It's yeah, it's it's just season after season where they're nearly there, but they're, they're still ending up with these these high picks. How how long do we think he's got left there, Anthony Lynn? I don't know, but if that last sort of couple of play calls has got anything to do with it, then not long. Yeah, <laughs> brutal, yeah. absolutely I mean, we brutal. Say, we say get uh, Alan Robinson a quarterback, get the Chargers' offensive coach because yeah. the clock management, the play calling. Oh god, it's a shame because he's a he's a lovely bloke. I mean, we saw it on um, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Like how, what yeah. a genuinely nice guy he is, but coaching wise, man, he's got a lot to answer for. Because I mean, that Chargers team. I mean, I know they're I know they're missing Derwin James. I know they're missing a few other pieces, key pieces. But they should they should be better than what they're doing. They should be getting a, aiming for a playoff spot. They should be in the hunt for a playoff spot. Right Definitely. Now. I, I know. I know. Sorry, go on. I know they're in a tough division, but mm. they, they still should be on the edge of it. They, they shouldn't be where they are now. I mean, the one score losses that they've had this season, it's so charges. It's going beyond charges <laughs> because we, yeah. they had this thing of. Just, having these horrific misfortunes and yet they still seem to, they don't snap out of it and it stops becoming a so-called curse and then you just have to start looking at coaching and that's really what it's getting down to now yeah it's just bad coaching yeah. you're right it and seems, it is going to do it seems systemic last season yeah they had the same problem yeah They've got the quarterback now. They've got the running back. They've got a wide receiver core. They've got a mm. defense. Why is this team not clicking? It has yeah. to be the coaching. has to be. Love to hear from Lee. Lee Wakefield, come and tell us why the Chargers <laughs> yeah. are failing right now. But a little bit off topic here, but but Joey Bosa, we, we talked about how good they, the, the, the defense is, and Joey Bosa had a fantastic game in this one. Eight, yes. eight hill tackles, three sacks, a pass defense, and a, a fumble recovery as well. Yeah. And it's been his his brother Nick, his younger brother, who has stolen the headlines over the past couple of years. And we've—I I don't want to say we've forgotten about Joey Bosa because obviously he's still a fantastic talent, but he's he's been someone that has that has dealt with with a few injuries. But yeah, this game he was he was phenomenal as well. And when you've got a player on the defensive side of the ball who is giving you that kind of kind of production against a quarterback like Josh Allen, who's nifty in the pocket, he's he's not mm. gonna he's not gonna get stacked easily. Uh, but then for your offense to to do what it's doing and Herbert, he's he's had a phenomenal rookie season. But please yeah. just get into decent coaching, please. It was please. It, it was off character for him actually, Justin Herbert. He'd be absolutely brilliant. Love watching him. Absolutely love watching him. But it was very off color this this week, which was a shame. It's the hair. <laughs> well, it is a lack thereof. Yeah, he's um, he's lost all of his powers in uh, in cutting his hair. Okay, and we head over to the busts for the show. So these are the players that have not done particularly well. These are the players that we've well. Speaking of hair, we've we've been pulling our hair out over. So, Rob, do you want to take it away with who is your biggest bust of the week? Uh, yeah, I wasn't a massive fan of, of of what Cooper Cup did this week. He had a good week a couple of weeks ago. Um, was looking forward to him having a good game. The Rams didn't. Goff was terrible. Cup was terrible. Um, yeah, disappointing was probably the, the word I'd put on it there. Um, I'm trying to babble a minute because I haven't got the uh, box score up. So <laughs> hang on, give me a second. Rams, here we go. <laughs> oh, against your 49ers, David, you must have been happy. 
Oh, what uh, a win that is! Like, yeah, yeah very good, happy. very good win. I mean, I mean, the Rams are a tough team. I mean, I know they're not the best team, but seven of, was the seven and three Rams now seven and four. I mean, they're not they're not to be argued with. They're hard to break down. They've got obviously a very good defense. Um, I'm still babbling because I still haven't got it up. Here we go, Rams. <laughs> uh, uh, what I will tell you is though, Dave, you said that the, the, the 49ers playoff dreams were over. Cardinals lost, Rams lost, 49ers, they're, they're creeping into that title. Do you know what? I'm really scared that the 49ers grab the seven seed, the Saints end up as the two seed, and the playoff matchup that I was really worried about, and maybe Kittle gets healthy as well, <laughs> and everything just comes crashing down in New Orleans yet again in the playoffs. <laughs> I will be going to Friday's. I will be going to Friday's episode, and I will be making an audio soundbite of that exact moment, and <laughs> that I will be. Uh, I'll be sending that over to Rob to include in the um, in the intro and outro for the show. So. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Rob, was that enough stalling for you? Yes, thank you. Yeah, uh, Cooper <laughs> yeah. Cup. Uh, <laughs> look, he's been he's been up and down this year, and I just think that after, like I said, he had a really good week a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, oh, here we go. He's gonna he's, he's gonna get back on the horse here, and he's gonna you know start producing for fancy owners again. But again, he just he just hit a dip, and I don't know whether it's him. I, I don't know whether it's Goff. I mean, I know Goff didn't look good at all. He was, he was woeful, but um, yeah, two receptions, forty-one yards. Great average, not good though. So he, for that reason, for that reason, David, he is my bust. I think it's golf, probably. And I also think it's a bit of the Niners as well. They have something over the Rams. Because <laughs> the um, he had, I think it was eleven yards against the Niners in the first game this year. I think yeah. Robert Salah knows how to play Sean McVay. Yeah, that was, was terrible. Yeah, and it's it's quite a few in a row. I, I want to say seven, but that might be completely overegging it that we've that we've got in a row over the Rams now. And it's funny because the Rams have dominated the Seahawks for the last few years, and it's it's such a weird division from that perspective. But yeah, um, yeah we've we've done really well against the Rams over the last few years, and Cooper Cup twice now. We've we've kept him to to low fantasy points. So go Niners. Hashtag FTTB, <laughs> the, the, the worst Twitter hashtag, by the way, but um, we'll, we'll skirt over that. Dave, who have you got? Oh, now, if you would say to me on Sunday morning that the following quarterbacks, Brandon Allen, Colt McCoy, and Nathan Peterman Elite. Would, <laughs> without, <laughs> without score, Derek Carr, I would... <laughs> disown you i would cut you out of my life forever but that's what happened nathan peterman coming in and throwing 25 passing yards in relief of Derek carr outscored him Derek carr wow. scored 0. 0.6 fantasy points this week as he threw four 215 yards one interception and three fumbles lost three i, I know i've been a bit raiders heavy with the chat here all the raiders falcons heavy but this is one of the strangest games I've seen all season. Don't terrible. be disrespected. Don't be disrespecting. Uh, Bartram, <laughs> Bartram Trail High School's favourite quarterback of all time, Nathan Peterman. Legend that he is coming in and I relieving Derek. <laughs> 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 
The only quarterbacks that scored fewer fantasy points than Derek Carr were Kendall Hilton, Kendall Hinton, who isn't a quarterback, Logan Woodside, who I'd never heard of until I was doing this research, uh, he's a Titans backup QB, uh, Matt Sharp, who came in and just nailed the game out, and Jalen Hurts, who uh, I know he was going to get more usage, but is still a gadget player for the Eagles in the same vein as um, Taysom Hill. But what a weird game for Derek Carr. And this is, again, the sort of thing, I've banged on about it a lot in the last 45 minutes, but this is where you win and you, know, you get into the playoffs or you don't get into the playoffs. And I was certain that Derek Carr was a slam dunk against the Falcons. I thought Aguilar, Ruggs, Carr were just going to destroy them because the Falcons give up the most or second most fantasy points to QBs. Um not anymore because it's the Seahawks. Um, because the Falcons limited a com- it was a combined effort of two point five fantasy points from Peterman Carr, a double act coming to your town soon. <laughs> I was well, one that picked it. Yeah, what a what a turnaround in in Atlanta that Raheem Morris has done, and he is a Todd Gurley touchdown away from being five and one there since he took over and that that defense put up 28 fantasy points themselves like it's gone from being a laughing stock and like the sure fire to to actually looking really good and Dan Quinn they, they couldn't have got rid of him well it was perhaps a little bit too late they might have done better if they got rid of him sooner but yeah Raheem Morris has, has come in he's done a tremendous job there five and what well sorry four and two but five and one if uh, Todd Gurley hadn't have scored that touchdown um and I, I suppose as a, as a Saints fan, Dave, you've got to be worried going into next year about if, if Atlanta can keep a few pieces, add a few more in the different positions that they can they can be contenders in, in what could very well, – Carolina, I don't think they'll be far behind next season either. It'll be a very tough division next year. I feel like the NFC South next year will go one of two ways. It will be an NFC West style – you know, wow, every team could win the division. I know Cardinals were sort of, they were kind of a sleeper hit this year, but, you know, not beyond the realms that every team could win a division. Or it could be an NFC East style <laughs> game where every team could win a division, but don't you dare deserve to get into the playoffs in a wild card spot because the Saints are likely without Breeze um, and massive cap issues as well. I think as it stands, they're going to be $93 million over the cap going into next year. Um, the Panthers uh, will get better. Um, whether Teddy is the starting quarterback, I assume he would be, but we don't know what off-season moves Carolina might make. The Falcons, I thought they were going to go full rebuild, but fair play to them. They're playing for Raheem Morris. And then the Bucks again, could be a total mystery. We could get Brady walking through the division like it looked like he was going to do at one point, you know, early weeks of the season, despite that Saints loss. Or Brady could go the way of 2013 Peyton, or 2014 Peyton Manning, sorry, or arguably 2020 at stages Drew Brees, where he just falls off a cliff. It's going to be a fascinating division um, next season, no matter what. One final point on Derek Carr, uh, and then I'll uh, close the book on him. They've got the Jets next week. Go, don't, <laughs> start him. Just start him because it's the Jets. The Dave double dip. I'm going back <laughs> in, Derek. Don't let me down. <laughs> the most crucial part of the season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just throwing Derek R out there. <laughs> Adil, we go over to you. Who is your bust of the week? My bust of the week is Alvin Kamara. So his 
compadre in the running back core tore it up. He did not. So if you bring up the box score, 11 rushes for 54 yards, two targets, one reception for minus two. I started him because you're going to start yeah, him. Yeah, you, you have to. You have to. But First yeah. round draft pick, you've, you've got to start him every single week. But his the team lack. Yeah, his, his lack of he's, he's not been a prolific rusher all season, and his lack of targets from Taysom Hill in the last two weeks has been extremely worrying for from a fantasy perspective. And I, I we're not expecting Drew Brees back until until the in real life playoffs, and dependent on who who you get in that first round, Davis, we've we've flipped and flopped between NFC West and NFC yeah. East, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We we don't know who they're going to get, and that will ultimately decide whether Breeze comes back in that week or not. But his his lack of his lack of targets is extremely worrying, and I was able to 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 pedal Alvin Kamara just before the the fantasy deadline, and I, I wanted a bigger sample size than one game because it was Taysom Hill's first game last week. Like, yeah. let's not expect the guy to be slinging the football around the field, but it was a similar story. And yeah, okay, it was against the quarterbackless Broncos that the Saints were were going to win that one. There was there was no way that they they, they weren't going to win that football game, but. What two? What is it? One's one's a I don't know the saying, but two's a pattern. No, three's a trend or something. Something along those lines. We yeah, need to we'll see go three. with that, Dave. Put me one shame on you. Fill me twice. Shame on me. Um, yeah, that's the one. I'll, I'll take you yeah. there. And I think this is going to be a play calling issue for the Saints, um, just in terms of getting Kamara being used. But again, as you said, the two games were Taysom Hill under centre. The Falcons game and the Broncos game, neither of them were competitive in the slightest. So I, I almost want to... I know you can't keep asking for bigger sample size as you get towards your playoffs, but I want to see... Obviously, I'd love to see New Orleans go in there and just steamroll Atlanta again on Sunday. But for the sake of fantasy, you almost want to see the Fal- Falcons get up 10 points and then see how they use Kamara because that will give you a better indicator going forward of what they do with him in those situations. And then you can make those decisions. I mean, I, I, you can't sit him. As you said, you've got to start him, but yeah. oh, it, it's you just isn't it? You expect more than minus two yards over two weeks receiving though, don't you? Exactly, yeah. But again, with I mean, the Broncos game, I would almost understand if you just had those minus two yards receiving in Denver because it's cold, you, you're running the ball no matter what because you just want to get in and out of there. It's not a competitive game. Don't get hurt. But again, the Falcons game, mm-hmm. ew, not good. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I've, I'm invested in Kamara heavily in, my, in the leagues I'm in. So I have him in one league. That's a team where I'm the highest scorer with a five and six record. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love Brilliant. those leagues. These are horrible, aren't they? <laughs> uh, uh, oh dear! You know which league that is, Rob. I do. The one that I need you to win, isn't it? Oh, is I'll win that one. All oh, right. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about our own fantasy leagues another time, Dave. Don't worry, don't worry. These uh, fantasy leagues that we're not privy to. So we head over to my bust, and I am I'm going to cheat a little bit, and I'm just going to go the Philadelphia Eagles. So if you are a running back or a wide receiver in Philadelphia, you had a horrible, horrible night last night. So. The, the, the highest scoring wide receiver, Travis Fulgham, with <laughs> 3.6 fantasy points. Well, I, a, a deal, was that enough for you to win your, your dynasty league? Because you needed you needed like 16 points from Travis Fulgham and from Miles Sanders, is that right? Had he not <laughs> tipped it down to Richard Rogers, who was on my bench. <laughs> Oh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. yeah, that's a <laughs> painful. The worst thing is the guy that you were playing. I hold his first round pick in this dynasty draft, so I wanted you to win. I was all over it. Yeah, yeah, Fulgham and and Sanders, they'll be easily get that points. No, 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 no. yeah, just place like, terrible. terrible, terrible day for the, the running backs and wide receivers there in in Philadelphia. So yeah. Sanders, six carries, 15 yards. Boston Scott, two for seven. And then receiving, I'm not going to go through his Stephen stats because it is all disgusting. But for you, James, this is two weeks in a row now where Dallas Goddard has shone. Ten targets, seven receptions, 75 yards and a touchdown. And this this was supposed to be a game where the Seahawks don't give up fantasy points to the tight ends. Both both tight ends got a touchdown in this one. And they give up plenty of, of fantasy points to the wide receiver position. There was hardly any wide receiver points in this one. So the Philadelphia Eagles going completely against trend here against the Seattle Seahawks. And I think the, the score lamps was fair to, to the Philadelphia Eagles. It flattered them a little bit, but yeah, I'm cheating. And I'm saying all of the running backs and all of the wide receivers in Philadelphia <laughs> are the busts of the week. And I am incredibly worried. Even Jalen Ragor, who has been pumped up on this show, yeah. hyped up all season. Um, Three receptions, 11 yards. Just not good indeed. But that is week 12. And now we head into the, the waivers for the week. So, Rob, take it away. You, well, do you want to go last? Because you said you've yeah. got a few to choose from. Well, I, I always sort of pick up the, the pieces, don't I? So to go, go for the other two first, and then I'll, I'll just feed off their scraps. Ah, Dave, who have you got at the waiver position? I'm going to be really original and talk about the New Orleans Saints. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't not when Latavius Murray on the NFL Fantasy League is rostered in under 30% of the leagues and I've just said about how they are game planning to not use Kamara as much and just power run with yeah. Latavius Murray and Taysom Hill you can't not pick him up and they are playing against a couple of teams I think uh, they've got the Falcons next obviously and the Eagles they don't give up that many points um, against the run. I mean, the Falcons rank fourth and the Eagles rank seventh. However, the Saints are really good at the moment. And I almost think that when it comes to fantasy, these stats don't matter because the Saints can beat you in so many ways. Yeah. And I think if they want to beat you on the ground, they'll go ahead and beat you on the ground. So don't be put off by, and normally I'm a slave to the rankings in terms of um, how they stack up against position skill players. But yeah, to me, Latavius Murray is the guy to pick up. You've got to go and get him. You just have to. 
Yeah, especially with the usage, and we've just talked about it with Alvin yeah. Kamara being the boss, and with his with his ownership being sorry, less than thirty percent. Did you say? Yeah, twenty eight point nine, I believe it yeah. is on the um, NFL fantasy. Less, yeah. less than thirty percent. Go yeah. and get him. Adil, who is your top favorite waiver pickup? My favorite is Devonte Booker. Now with Josh Jacobs potentially out injured, and then playing the Jets. It seems like a no-brainer pickup. Yeah, he he had that that game against the Broncos a couple of weeks ago. Even with Josh Jacobs starting and playing, where he he got those couple of touchdowns late on in the game as well, and he's he's looked good. So I agree with that one. And I think this is this is particularly the season now. We, we say at the start of the season, handcuff your stud running backs. Make sure you you get your players like Devontae Booker, but. Certainly early on in the season, we didn't know who that was going to be because they've had so many different players there in, in Las Vegas at the, the running back position. But um, Devontae Booker has clearly in the last few weeks become that guy and the Josh Jacobs manager should have should have handcuffed them earlier. But yeah, if he's still there, go and get him because if Josh Jacobs does miss time, he will be he will be the guy there in Las Vegas. Even though, are we, are we a little bit worried about their, their play calling though and their, their coaching? I think he'll be proof enough. So if Josh Jacobs starts, I think if they get ahead enough in the game, then he'll be a, a great play because he'll just get a lot of the touches. Yeah. But he's still going to get a lot of the touches if um, he actually uh, doesn't play, if Josh Jacobs doesn't play. Yeah, definitely. And the, I think this is this is going to be a theme at this stage of the season. And uh, T- Tim's coming up here with some some cracking fantasy advice: is to go out and look for other people's handcuffs. You don't necessarily have to handcuff your own players. And the the Josh Jacobs owners will be rushing to the waiver wire now to, to go and get Devonte Booker. So have a look through your leagues, your your Mattisons, your Bookers. Uh, I was going to say Pollard then, but when Zeke Elliott's putting up his few fantasy points, it's you're not really handcuffing Pollard um, to Zeke at this point. But Latavius Murray is another one. It's, it's kind of a different different role there. But go and just check, check see if these guys are on playing because come weeks 15 and 16, you can only play a certain amount of players. So it's better to have these players that could have the, the bigger roles than those fringe players that might get a few touches so yeah go and check the waiver wire for any other handcuffs that may be sitting around in your leagues we're going to go for my waiver pickup and we've already talked about will fuller he has been suspended for six games for the season and we finally have the answer as to why he has not got injured so far this season so (laughs) for for the first three four weeks of the season Will Fuller was my biggest trade away for, for every single week because I said he cannot maintain this level of fitness. He will get injured, but he proved me wrong. He battled through it and he's made it until week 12 where the league has found that he has been on performance enhancing drugs and he has been suspended for six games. Will Fuller pleads ignorance. Uh, we saw with, with Golden Tate um, at the start of the year, he was on some... Uh, fertility medication that had a substance in it that he wasn't made aware. Will Fuller is, is pleading ignorance with it, saying that his doctor had prescribed him something that he thought was was in line with. Let's not get into that. Will Fuller has been suspended for six games and will miss it, certainly the rest of the, the fantasy season. If Texans, let's not worry about it, the Texans get to the playoffs, etc., etc. Will Fuller will miss the rest of the fantasy season. 
And it's an interesting one because he is a free agent at the end of the season as well. So if he does um, get released by, well, so if he does move on from the Texans, uh, he will also miss his first game for the for his new team. Packers. Well, exactly. Some people are saying it's a stroke of genius from the Packers not trading for him a couple of weeks ago because he will now end up a Green Bay Packer and um, they'll just have to miss him for a game and then and then it'd, it'd be good to go from there. But and some people are claiming it's a brilliant business decision from Will Fuller. Like, just if he's if he's used the Peds to to stay healthy this far this season to show what he is capable of if he stays healthy to to really ramp up his value heading into free agency, then that is a brilliant business decision from him. But um, yeah, yeah, he has been suspended, so he should be cut from all fantasy rosters. But the Texans wide receiver room, it's not like, oh yeah, Randall Cobb. Oh no, wait, he's um he's he's injured. He is likely going on to IR. Oh ah, at least they've got Kenny Stills though. Oh wait, oh wait, no, they released him just before the Will Fuller news. So they've lost Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, and Kenny Stills, all in a matter of a few weeks. And that is 142 targets so far this season, which <laughs> If we if we divide that say say by the, the eleven games that we've had, we're talking like uh quick maths here, David. Um about 12, 12 hey, to 13. What did you ask David for? Do I look thick? <laughs> no, I, was talking, I, no I, was, I, was, I was talking to myself. I was talking to myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> That's um, the Colts fans. I don't know nothing. <laughs> um, 12.9 targets a game. No, I said 12 to 13. Like, come on. I, I, I was proven right talking to myself. So, yeah, 12.9 <laughs> 12. targets per game have now become available in, in Houston. And they don't pass to the running backs. Uh, Brandon Cooks is there. He will see He will see an uptake in his, his target share. But... A lot of backstory for, for me to get to my for my waiver pickup here. Kiki Kuti is the guy to pick up in this offense. He's only had nine targets himself this year, um, six receptions, uh, but he is the guy to pick up in this offense because he will step in and become the wide receiver two to Brandon Cooks. But I just I hate now having Deshaun in my team. Trade trade deadlines have passed. Deshaun has been absolutely phenomenal since about week five of this season for, for your fantasy teams. The only bad game he's had was that one in Cleveland where the weather was horrendous and he didn't mm. start him. And now I, I just feel like his fantasy season is pretty much over as well because without the weapons, he, he's not going to put up the points. And Will Fuller has been tremendous for him so far this season. So, And now we know how. Yeah, exactly. And now we know how. Okay, Rob, I, I hand over to you and your plethora of, yeah. of waiver pickups. Uh, not a plethora, just just a deuce. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'm J.K. Dobbins is owned in just under 50% of leagues in ESPN games anyway. Um, I don't know, Dave, if you can quickly look up for NFL for me. Uh, but oh, basically, he's got a really, really good run in. Um, other than this week, in Pittsburgh, and obviously, I know we're talking about a Raven right now, so you have to be a little bit, but he, he is back. I've just got a notification from Steve before we started that he is off the COVID list because he's had his allotted time, or whatever. So he will be playing tomorrow against Pittsburgh, but it is Pittsburgh. But after that, they've got the Cowboys, the Browns, Jacksonville, and uh, New York Giants. Now, of those teams, uh, the Cowboys, the Jags, and the Giants are given up. Um, Points to running backs left, right, and center. They're all three teams are in the top 10 of points given away to running backs. Uh, so a great little run in for JK Dobbins. Um, I'm not too worried about 
is it is Ingram out or is he back now? I'm, I'm not quite sure. He's I'm, back as well, I think. He's, he's back as well. Yeah. I um, think he's back I, in spirit only, though. Like, yeah, I, he's yeah. not been. I mean, he's not been turning over any mountains as he this year. Um, I know that's completely the wrong saying, but I, I didn't go with it. I like it. Um, <laughs> and in in week 14, J.K. Dobbins has got um, at the Browns, and you think, well, the Browns are pretty good against the run. But in week one, Jacob Dobbins scored two touchdowns against the Browns. So he's done it before there. So a really nice run in for J.K. Dobbins um, in an offense where over the last four uh, games, he's seen 15, 12, 5, and then 15 rushes per game. So he, it's starting to uh, to ramp up for, for him and he's starting to look like a little good, uh, good little player. So um, he is one that I would be owning. And I will just mention a tight end and... I th- we can't really put the music on now, can we? Because we're live. But I'd put some music on for uh, for Dalton Schultz because, again, he's got a pretty good run in it as well. Um, we all love Dalton Schultz in the show, don't we? Um, <laughs> and you know he's he's been getting it. He's, he's been getting it done. Any, I mean, not not a great week last week, um, five for twenty-four. Uh, but in in the upcoming weeks, um, tricky one against Baltimore, but then Cincinnati and uh, Philadelphia are both in, I believe, both in the top ten of, of points given away to tight ends. A tricky one week fifteen against your very own San Francisco 49ers, but it's Dalton Schultz, so you're starting him. Dalton Square. Rob, are you basically asking me to to sing the the the, the always Schultz? No, no, definitely not. I didn't. No. I didn't think you were. No, no, no. I just wanted no. to uh, to sing. So, no. uh, those listening back will will maybe, <laughs> maybe get a little snippet. If you if you listen past the outro, you may you may get a little snippet of the always short stand by my good self, just as the the Alexander Matteson Easter egg that was hidden in uh, <laughs> about our week three uh, week three podcast. So that concludes today's show. Our first live stream in the books, and yeah. I, th- I think it's gone really well. There's uh, only the one mild swear word, but as we said, we were we were at <laughs> nine pm. So I think I think we've done well. I think uh, it'll be able to go straight up onto the uh, onto the social media platforms as well. So Rob, tell yeah. us where we can find you on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ffbritballer, um, and. Yeah, uh, currently got quite a lot going on with the with the college lads. Um, we are undertaking a massive project for the full ten yards college. Um, so so keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, it's all about the uh, the rookies coming, the prospects for the twenty twenty one draft. Um, we we are going on a scouting mission, um, and it's it, it's really heavy in depth. And I am absolutely loving it so far. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going down that rabbit hole. So we're going to be we're going to be lost throughout the whole winter, stuck in tape and and different different reviews and and whatever. So so yeah, really looking forward to that. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, you can go follow them at Full Ten Yards CFB. Yeah, and for for fantasy players, particularly those that play Dynasty, you've got your rookie drafts coming up. So it's really important that we are looking mm. at these guys that are coming into the draft and the, the best possible landing spots for them and stuff yeah. like that. And this yeah. is the first year that I've started to watch uh, college football. And you, you start to pick up people's names, but it, it's really useful to have a tool such as this. So, yeah, well, definitely go it's- check it out. This this is what we're doing. We we literally I've 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 been designing these sort of um, 
I don't know, his profiles for, for the players coming through, they're, they're all sort of coloured and whatnot in their in their own uh, team colours from college. Um, and it's got breakdowns of strengths and weaknesses and a bit of a bio about them and, and all the stats and, and facts and all sorts. And it's a good little, if, you, if you're unsure who this fifth or sixth round running back is, it's going to be something for you to click on. Um, or if we go down the guide route but we've got to talk to Tim about that first um <laughs> it could be available for, it's going to be available at your fingertips somehow um to go who is this guy that we've just drafted in the fifth round oh he's him he had oh he had he had a really good college career at x college you know it, it's going to be something that you can it's going to be easily accessible so i'm really looking forward to that sort of i'm doing the running backs um and i'm i'm absolutely loving it um and and yeah through all of us there's five of us doing it and we're breaking we're going to break down every single position group so it's going to be fun Brilliant. Keep your hashtag eyes peeled for that. Dave, where can we find you on the old Twitter sphere? I am at Davey Remix. That's D-A-V-I-E Remix. And I wish I was spending my winter being half as productive as Rob. But <laughs> I, I'll just be hibernated uh, with no doubt craft beer and a big tube of Pringles between that shows. That sounds perfect. That, that <laughs> sounds absolutely perfect. Like, well, I would say come on round, but, you know, you know COVID. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but the, the, the offer's there. Thanks. I'll, I'll, it's I'll spirit. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and Adil, where can we find you? I can be found at Dilly Toon, D-I-L-L-Y-T-O-O-N. Wonderful stuff. And I have been David, as you can see on screen, or for those listening, you can find me on Twitter at Dav underscore f 10 y Make sure you're following us on Twitter at F10Y Fantasy. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you on Friday. been listening to the full 10 yards fantasy podcast you can find us on twitter at f10y fantasy and over on our website www.full10yards.com where we cater to all of your american football needs from nfl general fantasy football college football and even Britball. thanks for listening and remember folks keep those eyes peeled We're still live. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Always Schultz, I guess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>